Look here, the chickens. Something seems to be wrong with them. There's nothing wrong with those chickens, Mitch. That's the damnest thing I ever saw. I don't know. It seemed to swoop down at you deliberately. Birds are not aggressive creatures, miss. They bring beauty into the world. It is mankind, rather, who insists upon making it difficult for life to exist upon this planet. I mean, birds just don't go around attacking people without no reason. You know what I mean? I think we're in real trouble. Huh? I don't know how this started or why, but I know it's here and we'd be crazy to ignore it. To ignore what? The bird war? Yes, the bird war. The bird attack plague. Call it what you like. They're messing up there someplace and they'll be back. You can count on it. I keep telling you, this isn't a few birds. These are gulls, crows, swift. I have never known birds of different species to flock together. The very concept is unimaginable. Why, if that happened, we wouldn't have a chance. trailer wasn't it that was awesome that was not the original trailer by a long shot was it uh, no there ain't no way yeah because the music i yeah I, I don't i don't think that was the original trailer but i liked it no, i dug it no so yeah anyway anyway welcome to another episode of small town horror with johnny and randy and you are getting two episodes today dum 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 it is friday the 13th and it's a double whammy Friday the 13th. Yes. And tell them why. I'm going to tell them why. Tell them why. Let's just say your first episode that you've already gotten was Jason Takes Manhattan. Couldn't do a Friday the 13th without having a Friday the 13th. Right. This month was dedicated to Alfred Hitchcock because today is his birthday. And we found out... Okay, he was born on the 13th. Well, then it happened to be Friday the 13th. And I told Randy, I was like, dude, we got to do a Friday the 13th film. Mm-hmm. You only get them, what, twice, maybe three times a year, maybe. if you're lucky? Maybe. So, today, double whammy. So, when you check out, or hopefully you already checked out our Jason Takes Manhattan. And if you hadn't, what have you been doing with your Friday? Right. I mean, come on, it ain't like you only ain't got nothing better to do. Work. Psh- it's Friday. You ain't got no job. You ain't got nothing to do. <laughs> Except for listen to Small Town Horror with Johnny and Randy. And as always, I'm Johnny. And I'm Randy. See, I tried to avoid it this week. And no, you- <laughs> no. You can't, dude. It's like it, they don't know who we are. Yeah. <laughs> 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 we'll just throw that in there for no reason. Yeah. But anyway, uh, how old would Alfred Hitchcock be? He was 80 when he died in 1980. Really? So add, is that 10, 20, 
10, 20, 30, 40 more years, he would have been 120. <laughs> Dang. Yeah. I didn't realize he was that old when he passed away. Yeah, he died in 1980, and he was 80 years old when he died. April 29th, I think he said. So after watching this film, I have realized I, this is not the film I thought I'd seen. I've never seen The Birds. I've never seen it either. So, you know, I, I sat there before me, and you started watching it. I was like, yeah, man, I've seen Psycho, Rear Window, and I said The Birds. Yeah. Then once it got started, I was like, wait a minute, this is not the film that I, I thought I'd seen. Yeah, I, I've, I've seen snippets of it, like clips and all yeah. that kind of stuff online that you would normally see. Right. And it's usually little snippets inside of uh, different movie. Like, I'm watching something, and they show a whole bunch of different clips from different movies and stuff like that, and this is like one of them. It's always the phone booth scene. Yeah, yeah. always, always. But man, I which I like Alfred Hitchcock. I I love Psycho. Rear Window is yes, technically it's not a horror movie, and we are doing that uh, next week. Yep. Uh, that's it's classified as a mystery, which like we've talked about before. Yes, it's called small town horror, but we like to do mystery, thriller, even horror musical is what we're wanting to eventually do. But <laughs> Sweeney Todd. Randy gave me the look and it, he done knew what it, I was talking about. It's coming. But I don't know. We gotta do uh Oh man, nose itches. Sorry about that. <laughs> Rocky Horror Picture Show. It's amazing. But anyway, the birds, man. Tell me what you thought. Man, I'm not gonna lie to you. The first hour mm-hmm. I was I, I couldn't get into it. Right. I, I just couldn't because for one, I, Alfred Hitchcock is a horror icon, and Bert, The Birds is always one of those movies that's like, oh, The Birds, you got to watch The Birds. Alfred Hitchcock is a horror movie; it's great, right? And I, we were watching it, and I even looked at you halfway through the first hour, and I thought, this isn't a horror movie, right? It, it was a love, like the only thing about birds was in the beginning when they started talking about the lovebirds, yeah, and the whole thing centered around her taking, you know, the lovebirds to them, yeah. I mean, I, I, I don't like the first hour. Like, it was a two-hour movie. I feel like it should have been about an hour and a half. You know what? That was one of the things when we reviewed at the end, I was going to say, I enjoyed the movie. Mm-hmm. And honestly, if I wasn't going into it thinking it was a horror movie, it would have been, like, the first hour, it was just a, it was a nice movie. Yeah. Like, you expected it from the 60s. Yeah. Like, if it wasn't nothing horror-based, I mean, I was intrigued on, you know, what she was... Uh, excuse me what she was intrigued about Mitch and right. what Mitch liked about her I mean I did I got caught up in it but I'm like you I dude I was sitting over there and I was like man I'm I'm, I'm tired mm-hmm. it's not getting going yeah. and then I even looked at you and I was like watch this is a two hour movie and the last 20 minutes will be the birds attacking yeah. and I was wrong on it I, I, I'm and I'm glad because that full hour that last full hour just about was all about the birds right right and, and I'm very very glad I because in all honesty, the first hour of the movie can just be synopsized. Yeah. Synop- is that a word? Synopsized? Is that, is that sure. Summarized? You summarized. Let's do it summarized. Okay. Um, but, I mean, because it's just like boy meets girl. Yeah. They hit it off. Girl goes out of her way to find boy. Yeah. Makes good with his family. Yeah. Makes friends with somebody in the town. Mm-hmm. And she travels 60 miles to see him. And then birds start attacking. That's our review, ladies and gentlemen. We Thank hope you, you enjoyed much. this episode. Next week we'll be on rear windows. <laughs> rear windows. Rear window. Rear window. <laughs> but no, and that and that's actually, you know, 
the way you just described it, that's pretty much how this podcast is going to be. Yeah. Is I'm not going to go through every scene like we normally do. Right. <clears throat> Excuse me. But I enjoyed it. Like I said, I really did. Uh, which, like I said, I like Alfred Hitchcock's movies, the ones that I have seen so mm-hmm. far. Yeah. And, yeah, I really dug it, man. And my daughters really like this movie. I... I... You said, like, you picked it in the middle of the movie because I remember saying, I was like, man, I don't know it. I can't get into it. But after that first hour, I really got into it. Oh, like, yeah. Because the end of it, I mean, there was some shocking shocking moments in that last hour. And the camera work was great. There were shots in this movie that I was like, it didn't. Yes, the clothes and the way they talked to each other mm-hmm. felt like the 60s. Oh, yeah, for sure. But the shots man. felt like it was modern day, like. It showed why Alfred Hitchcock is such an icon as far as a director. For sure. And you can't look at this movie and watch this movie. And you have to remember it's 1963. Yeah. Some of the quote-unquote CGI, if mm-hmm. you want to call it that, right. was awesome. Yeah. The birds, like the bird attack scenes, they were really good to be, you know, was it 50 years ago? Yeah. Like almost 60 years ago? Yeah. I mean, Hitchcock's a genius, man. And that's what I'm saying. And I don't consider him a horror icon. I consider him just a icon as far as director. Oh, yeah. Because, like, I mean, and every Hitchcock film, he always makes a cameo. And you missed it. And him. I missed it. I put my head down, man. I was writing down the name of that pet shop. And, oh, uh, Hitchcock come out, had two dogs. He come out of the pet shop. I was like, dang it. So this he, whole movie, I was looking for him. He spent a good hour and 30 35 minutes just looking for Hitchcock. <laughs> yeah. For sure. Because he's in it somewhere. You and know? he was in the first five minutes. But you know, technically, it's time for you to read the summary. But you just pretty much told what the, the thing was. Well, so. yeah, I can still do a little summary. All right, go ahead and go for like summary. Two, two, two little sentences. A wealthy San Francisco socialite pursues a potentially... Oh, wait a minute. That's not potentially. That's potential. <coughs> yeah. So let's start that over. Yeah, again. start it over. A wealthy San Francisco socialite pursues a potential boyfriend to a small Northern California town that slowly takes a turn for a biz- for the bizarre when birds of all kinds suddenly begin to attack people. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, there's another I one. I like your summary better. The one I, I, I kind of did too, yeah. The one you just popped right yeah, off. Yeah, just, I mean, it was, you know, off the cuff, man. Right. I need so- to start writing reviews then. <laughs> For the people that have like, I think you should just start doing the whole podcast. Really short I'll, attention. Look, we don't want to talk about that. Right I'll just now. sit back here and be like, No, sure did. You don't want that. That's what happened. No, you don't want that. It'd be terrible. But, well, and I will say, I mean, you pointed this out, man. I thought the Rotten Tomatoes gave it a ninety-five percent. That's something. Yes, because Rotten Tomatoes is stingy with their percentages. Well, IMDb gave it a seven point seven out of a ten. I honestly think that's kind of low for IMDb. Well, I, I mean, granted, you can't put this up with great. What did IMDb give Shawshank Redemption? Like a eight point nine? I don't remember. Eight point eight. Well, it's just like me and you were talking a while ago. I know everybody that listened to that Jason Takes Manhattan. Mm-hmm. We gave it a thumbs in the middle, and that's not a bad thing. No, but and then I gave it a B, which I like. I said honestly, if I was going to score it again, I'd say C plus. But I love Kane Hodder's movement in the film, and I love his look. But like you said before, you know, because I was talking about, man, Randy, oh, man, maybe I should have gave it a C plus. Yeah. But you were like, yeah, but there's things you liked about the movie. Uh, right. But that's what I'm saying. People's gonna watch. I know people that hate Jason Takes Manhattan with a passion. Yeah. 
But I dug it because that was one of the first Friday 13s I've watched when I was younger. That's what Jason actually scared me. But <laughs> anyway, so the birds come out in 1963, and it's classified as a thriller slash horror. And it's one hour and 59 minutes. It is. And I'm going to say this, the acting was great in this film. I, I'm, and I'm really surprised that the acting did not bother me. I thought for sure. I was like, okay, it's an iconic movie. It's got to be good. It's Hitchcock. It's directed by Hitchcock. But I know it's a 1963 movie. There's gonna the acting is gonna be you know leave something for to be desired, right? But it did not, and I was actually pleasantly surprised. Uh, the girl, uh, the woman that played Kathy, the little girl, yeah, she did a phenomenal job. She was and awesome. like later in the film when she's crying about uh, her teacher dying, mm-hmm. that actually brought chills to me because she seemed so realistic, and she was like she pushed me in and they just swarmed or they attacked her, and it was know? the way she did it because I've been around little kids before that were scared and trying to talk and cry yes. at the same time and yes. she she nailed that it's where they do the <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah exactly they have to take a breath after every single word uh-huh. so the cast like I said I thought it was awesome uh, Tippy Hedren played Melanie Daniels yep Rod Taylor played Mitch Brenner and I think he did an awesome job yes Veronica Cartwright played Kathy Brenner and Jessica Tandy played, uh, is that Liddy? Lydia Brenner. And you don't even know what she played on. Fried Green Tomatoes. No. I well, mean, yeah, she played Ninny, but <laughs> she was Mrs. Daisy. Well, I never said Miss Daisy. And Suzanne, I don't even know how you say that word. Pleshit. Pleshit played Annie Hayworth. And that's pretty much, to me, that's the only ones you really have to name. Yeah, that's, that's the main people. And but Alfred Hitchcock played the guy walking the two dogs out of the pet store. Oh, and you know, that's funny you said that because uh, I didn't even say, you know, it was directed, of course, by Alfred Hitchcock. And screenplay, screenplay was by Evan Hunter. But I got me some questions for Evan Hunter. <laughs> yeah. So do we want to go ahead and get into the film or? Let's do it. All right. So the bird starts off the, as the credits are rolling. Birds are just, and I really like that, how the birds are flying past the screen, but they're yeah. cutting up the uh, the names. Mm-hmm. I thought that was pretty cool. Um, and like I said now, I'm not going scene by scene, so pretty much this first hour, we're just going to skim through, because like he said, we get introduced to a woman named Melanie Daniels, and she's going to Davidson's Pet Shop. Mm-hmm. And she's just looking at all these different kind of birds, and she's talking to, I'm, I'm guessing she was the pet shop owner, Mrs. So, Magruder. Yeah. Yep. And uh, she keeps, it's funny because you can tell Melanie is one of the people that she knows what she wants, and she's going to get what she wants. Not yeah. not in not in a bad way. Yeah. But she's at, uh, she went to go pick up some birds, right? Some mama birds. There it was, yeah. Mama birds. And Mrs. Magruder was like, well, there's, they were supposed to be here at three, but they haven't come in yet. And she's mm-hmm. like, well, you're just going to have to bring them to me and deliver them to me. And she's like, well, you can stick around. And Melanie's like, no, no. I mean, like, she's just yeah. heck being though. She's like, you can just bring them to me. Right. Well, Miss, Mrs. McGruder goes to make a phone call. And then we see a guy come in and he sees Melanie. And he walks over and he's like, excuse me, ma'am. He's like, um, can you show me where two lovebirds are? And, you know... She starts playing along, Melanie does, because, and like I said, she's the main actress of the film. She's playing along because either she thinks the guy's cute mm-hmm. or whatever, but she's acting like she works there. So she's just taking him around and she has no idea what the birds are or anything. Yeah. 
Well, they find two little birds in his cage and he's like, oh, I'd like to see one of those. <laughs> and she says, okay. And she sticks her hand in the cage and you could tell that. She never handled a bird. No, that bird takes off and it's just flying around the entire pet shop. So finally she does ask after they catch, he catches the bird under his hat <clears throat> and he puts the bird back. And finally um, you find out that he's a lawyer. Mm-hmm. And what was the deal with her? It was, it, it was kind of hard to catch. It was something about a prank that she played or that she was a, a, with a group of people that played a prank. Yeah. And uh, a window got busted. Yeah, and she says, I didn't bust the window. Yeah. He goes, no, but the prank you pulled did. Yeah. Yeah. So he he doesn't tell her her name, and we don't know his name yet. Well, he tells her, um, oh, he, they actually ask if they've got lovebirds, and they say no. So he actually was there to pick up a couple mm-hmm. birds. Well, he gets in his car to take off, and... Melanie runs down and she looks at his license plate and it says WJH003. Well, Melanie plays a slick and she calls, Is her, did she say she called her dad? It was her dad's uh, newspaper. And has them run to see, run those tags to see where it's from. And it just happened to bring up the guy, Mitch Branner. And he lives in, uh, what is that town called? He lives in San Francisco, but yeah. he goes to Bodega every week. There you go, Bodega, yeah. I know. There it is, I wrote it down. So anyway, it's almost like a little game because she even smiles when she finds out that he actually lives in San Francisco. That's where she lives at. She even has Miss Magruder after he leaves and she's on the phone. She actually tells Miss Magruder to go ahead and order her some lovebirds. Yeah. And then that she says she'll have them in in the morning. So the next scene is she actually has the lovebirds in this cage. And she finds out where he lives at. So she goes to his apartment building. And it's funny because while she's in the um, elevator, this dude is in there with her. And he's looking at her and he's looking at the birds. Well, they get down the hallway and they're walking right beside each other, which is awkward anyway when you're mm-hmm. you know, you're a complete stranger. She sets the bird cage with the two birds in it um, in front of Mitch's door and leaves a note. And the guy looks at her and he goes, uh, ma'am, are those for Mitch Branner? And she's like, yes. And he goes, well... He's not here. Uh, he'll be gone all weekend. Every weekend he goes to Bodega Bay. So she's like, Bodega Bay? He's like, yeah, it's about, a, what is it, 60 miles? I think so. Up the coast. And I'll be gum if uh, she's like, okay. Cause it, up and leaves. Yeah, because she, I mean, he, told, now he didn't tell her. He was like, I wouldn't mind watching them, but I ain't going to be here either. So next thing we know, she actually loads the daggum birds up and starts taking off. Mm-hmm. And she got a lead foot. Yeah, she does, boy. She was booking it through them hills. Yeah, and man, I this is where I first started noticing the shots. Like, I love the countryside, how they mm-hmm. were filmed. I love the colors, and this is what killed me though. As she, you know, she's got the birds in the passenger floorboard. She's going around these uh, curves. You can hear, her, mm-hmm. you know. And it shows the two birds sitting beside each other, and every time she makes a left, they start they leaning. Land. They make a right, they start leaning again. Mm. Yeah, it was cool. I thought that was cool to have a little humor in yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. You know? So anyway, she finally gets to Bodega Bay, and which, that's what me and Randy was talking about. She, you know, she's dressed very proper. She's got even like a fur coat on, or is that mink coat, whatever you want to call mm-hmm. it. Well, she pulls up, <clears throat> and there's the uh, U.S. Post Office, slash general merchandise store. 
She goes in and she asks the, I'm going to guess he was the owner of it. Yeah. She says, uh, do you know where Mitch Brander lives at? And he's like, yeah, it lives across the, uh, the bay over there. And she's like, where? Can you show me? And he takes her outside and he shows her. And uh, she, he he says, uh, if you want to go see him, and he starts telling her what, which way to go around the uh, corners, the roads, all this. And she goes, yeah, but he goes, that takes you right to the front door. And she says, yeah, but is there any way I could take one to the back door? I don't want to know when I'm here. I don't want to, I want to surprise him. And he says, not unless you get a boat and go across the bay. And he laughs about it. And she goes, okay. Yeah, she's like, give me the boat. Yeah, and he's like, uh, you serious? And she's like, yeah. So he actually says, do you want me to go ahead and book you you know, a boat? She goes, yeah, if you don't mind. And he tells her it'll be about 20 minutes. And at first, when he, when he starts talking to her, he makes it sound like he's married and got kids. Yeah. And he even mentions, uh, what is it, uh, Lydia? Is mm-hmm. that his mom's name? Mm-hmm. That he comes up to stay stays with his mother, and then when she, he says, "Yeah, he's she's he's got a little eleven year old sister," and this dude's like forty, and he got a little eleven year old sister. Yeah, it was weird. That he yeah. had an eleven year old sister. His mom looked like she was probably, I don't know. His mom looked like she could have been in her forties, fifties. So he might have been in his thirties. And yeah, but he didn't still. Look, yeah, but anyway, you never know. No, so. It's funny because uh, Melanie's like, uh, I did enjoy this scene. She's like, well, what's his sister's name? And the owner of the store, I'm guessing he's the owner. He's behind the register and talking. He's like, oh, her name's Alice. Well, then the other guy that's stalking, he goes, no, her name's uh, Lois. Yeah. And, and she goes, well, which is it? And the guy looks at me and he goes, it's Alice, trust me. She goes, well, I need to know for sure. And he goes, well, if you want to know... <laughs> this killed me. He's like, what you do is you go straight out of town, straight out, go right down the corner, hang a ride, take a let. You know, he's just telling her how to, I, I wouldn't have been able to go. No. But he's telling her to go down to the school and talk to his teacher, or her teacher, and you'll find out uh, the girl's name. And once again, Melanie's like, okay. She's like, I got it. So she actually goes to the teacher's house, and we get introduced to Miss Hayworth. And she goes down there. She finds out. She's like, uh, yeah. She said, do you know um, oh, Mitch Brander? And Miss Hayworth is like, yeah. And she goes, do you know his her sister's name? She goes, Kathy. And she kind of chuckles because she was like, well, I was told it was Alice or Lois. So we find out that his little 11-year-old sister's name is Kathy. Mm-hmm. But it's funny because when Melanie walks up and knocks on the door, you can hear Mrs. Hayworth go, who is it? And she goes, it's me. That's all she says. She said, me who? Yeah. And I'm telling you what, there's some beautiful women in this film. There really is. It's it's that old-timey classic yeah. beauty. So, make a long story short, now we got, we've gotten introduced to Mrs. Hayworth. And she even knows why she's there. She's like... She's like, you're here to see Mitch, ain't you? Mm-hmm. So, and I, and I, and first thing I kind of thought of was, okay, Mitch is a playboy. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, for sure. So, she actually goes back to the boat dock, and they've got the boat waiting for her, and she starts making her way across the lake to Mitch's house. Did they say that was Mitch's mom's house, or if that's Mitch's house and her mom just lives there with him, or what? They, I don't know if they ever really said one way or the other. Yeah. When they mentioned the house itself, they say the Brenners. Um, 
But I was kind of led to believe <coughs> that it was Brainer. his mom. Yeah, it was his mom's house. And he was coming to stay with his mom. Oh, okay. Well, I knew the sister lived there, so. Yeah. Anyway, so she makes her way across the boat, or across the uh, lake. Mm-hmm. And you see his, I think, I think it's his sister and mom takes off in the truck. Yep. But you see him going to a barn. Well, she pulls up to the boat, the little dock they have there, and she gets out, and she actually goes up to the door and just goes right in the house. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which was, yeah. Like I said, she's very persistent. She she knows what she wants. She's, she's got a mission. It. She's going to do it. Mm-hmm. So she goes into the house. She sets the cage down, and instead of now setting that letter that was addressed to him, she rips it in half and sets down a letter that says Kathy. Mm-hmm. So she's leaving it to his kid sister. She gets. She leaves the house and she gets into the boat, and she pushes off. And now she's, you know, she she paddles now because she don't want him hearing the motor. She gets a little bit away from the house and she's sitting there watching. And all of a sudden, he comes out of the barn. He goes in the house. Well, then he comes back out and he starts looking down the driveway, and then he looks and he sees the boat and she hurries up and ducks mm-hmm. her head. He goes inside, gets binoculars, comes back and he, you know, he puts the binoculars on. He looks. And he can see that it's her, obviously. He smiles. She's laughing. And he's going to beat her to the other side of the lake. He gets in his car and takes off around the lake. Yeah. And he catches up with her. I'll let you go ahead and talk about this part. Yeah. He goes He goes all the way around. He's booking it all the way to town. And he actually beats her there and gets there a minute before she does. So she uh, she's coming on the boat, making her way up to the dock. And he's just kind of standing there, just waiting on her, you know, like a knight in shining armor type thing. And out of nowhere, we see this, get this shot of this seagull. Mm -hmm. And out of nowhere, the seagull just swoops down, pops this woman in the head, gets her good because she starts bleeding. He freaks. He starts, I thought he was fixing to jump in the water. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. And uh, he jumps down, grabs a hold of the boat, and he, you know, he's like, are you okay? That was the the darndest thing, you know, the, the gold just came right for you. He helps her get out of the boat, and they go into this. I think it's the a general store. It looked like a liquor store. Honestly. It looked like it looked like a diner slash liquor store. Yeah, it had a bar there and all that stuff. So he goes in there, and they start um, starts doctoring her up, you know, and cleaning her cut with peroxide and all this kind of stuff. And she's uh, he starts like giving her like twenty one questions. Yeah, they start going at it. He's like, "Well, what are you here for?" She was like, "Well, I'm here to come see an old friend." And was like, what's her name? He's like, uh, Annie, was it Haygood? No, or it's Hayworth. Hayworth. So he's like, oh, yeah. And it, I knew from his, like, the way he said it, he was like, no, you ain't. Yeah, because he was like, well, how long have you known her? Oh, we went to school together. And she goes, college. Yeah. You know, we we graduated together. Yeah. But he, you tell he's a lawyer because, I mean, he's got him. Uh-huh. You know. Yeah, and he's really good with those. You can tell he's had people on jury on trial before, right? Because the way he keeps coming up with these questions really quick, he's like, "Yeah, no, you're lying." And I laugh because every time somebody gets hurt, they give him a shot of something. <laughs> They're yeah. like, hey, let me pour you a drink. Yeah, yeah. you get some brandy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, take a shot of this. You know, need a little bit of whiskey for your stubbed toe. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, well, then, uh, while while they're at the diner, don't Linda uh, Lydia. What is her name? Lydia. Yeah, Lydia. Lydia she comes, comes in, in right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So now we get introduced to Mitch's mom. And you can tell right off the back already that Lydia is not a fan of other women in his life. Yep. Like, she's just staring a hole right through Melanie. Mm-hmm. And he invites her to stay for supper. She's like, well, I'm not staying here. 
And he goes, well, where are you stay? Or she says, I won't be here long. He goes, where are you staying at? She goes, oh, I'm staying over there with Annie, mm-hmm. Annie Hayworth. And he's like, oh, really? She's like, yeah. Which we didn't even know that she even had a sign for rent. I didn't see it. Did you? I didn't see it at first. No. So he and says, I- well, if you're if you're gonna be in town, come and have supper with us. Right. So and she's like, well, and she never she never gives him a straight answer. She's always like, okay, maybe if I got time. I don't know yet. You know, like she's always. Yeah. So she leaves and she actually goes to uh, Annie's house and knocks on the door and Miss Hayworth answers the door and she's like, uh, "Oh hey, did you get a hold of Mitch?" And she and she's like, "Yeah." She says, "But uh, that room for rent." She's got a sign in the window. She goes, "Do you care if I rent it just for one night?" And she's like, "Well, I really wanted to, you know, rent it for long term." She goes, "I know." She said, "But she said he's wanting me to stay or come and eat dinner mm-hmm. and stay the night." And uh, it's funny because she's like, you got any luggage? And all she does is hold a, a brown bag up. Yeah. I guess she went back to the dollar, or not dollar, general. <laughs> she, went, she went back to the uh, general store, you know, to get a little nightgown or something to sleep in. But uh, it, it cuts to now Melanie finally gets to meet Kathy. Mm-hmm. And this Kathy kid, like, runs up to Melanie like she's known her for years. Well, she, she left her the birds, and she's excited that she left her the birds. Right. And the whole time that, you know, they're talking, meeting with each other, we're getting, now we're hearing Lydia talking about the chickens won't eat. Mm-hmm. And you know something's wrong, it's the feed. The, the chickens uh, always will eat, and, you know, it's got to be the feed. So she calls the guy who she got the feed from. I think his name was... Uh, Dan. Was it? Da- yeah, it was Dan. Dan Forsyth, I think. So she calls him, and... You can hear you can hear her the way she's talking is that now he's even having trouble. His chickens won't right won't eat. So they're like, I surely it's the feed. Well, when she hangs up, she tells uh, her son Mitch, she's like, you, "Do you think they're sick?" And he's like, "No, it's got to be the feed." She goes, "No, because his his chickens ain't even eating the same uh, brand he gave me." Yeah. So now we're getting a picture. Okay, it's slowly coming into it. Something's wrong with the birds. Yeah, and it's funny, though, because, uh, uh, not Kathy, uh, Melanie is playing the piano, and they're talking about Mitch, and Kathy says, yeah, he's a lawyer, and uh, talking about how, can you believe some of the people that he he defends? She's like, this one man shot his wife six times in the head. Six times. And she's like, twice is overdoing it or something like that. <laughs> and then uh, Kathy looks over at, or not Kathy, uh, Melanie looks over at Mitch. She goes, why did he shoot her six times? And he goes, because he was watching a ball game. She turned the channel. <laughs> or she changed the channel. I like that, though. It was hilarious. Yeah, it was that, like. And Rod Taylor, dude, was a, man, he was good. Yeah. I, yeah, I liked him saying, a whole lot. They all played off each other really good. Yeah, they did. So they finally got done eating supper, and Melanie's in her car, and this is, what, and I thought this scene was pretty good. Mitch mm-hmm. and Melanie now are arguing at her car mm-hmm. because he's just hundred questioner because he found out that she fell in a fountain and she was naked because her mom read it in the paper. Yes, and it was it ended up being his uh, mom read it in the paper. Yeah, his mom read it in the paper, and it ended up being a rival paper that her dad like a different paper than her dad runs, mm-hmm. and it was a rival. And um, she was trying to explain to him that my clothes were on and I was pushed into the fountain. And he yeah. just kind of, you know, ribbed her a little bit. And <clears throat> Yeah, he's like, you're a troublemaker, ain't you? Yeah. Yeah. 
and he was he said something about like so what do you want to do she's like well you ain't figured it out now i want to jump into a fountain naked and then just takes off <laughs> but i love it because she gets fired up because he says i don't think that she goes i don't give a d-a-m what you think mm-hmm. like she got mad boy. yeah she got well, she was hot so when she drives off he smiles because he knows what he, he he was just poking the bears all he was doing mm-hmm. she shows up at annie's house because like i said she's staying there for the night and we find out that Annie used to date Mitch. Yep. And the only reason they didn't stay together is because Lydia, which is Mitch's mo- uh, mom, didn't really approve. Right. And she said, we get along. She told she told uh, Melanie, she's like, we, me and Lydia get along. She said, but Lydia don't want to be left alone. Yeah. Because his dad had passed away four years before that. Well, as they're sitting there talking, Mitch calls for Melanie, calls uh, Annie's house. And Annie says, hey, it's for you. It's Mitch. And he asked her to stay another day because it's Kathy's birthday tomorrow. Yep. And he says, Kathy, we'd really like you to be at the birthday party. So he guilt tripped her is what he did. Mm-hmm. Bad. So we cut to the next uh, day. Mitch oh, don't forget about the bird at the door. Oh, oh <clears throat> yeah, I'm glad you said that. That's the start of it all. Well, as she hangs up, you hear some something hit the door. And they're like, hello? Like, they thought somebody was knocking. Yeah. When they go open it, there's a freaking big bird. Giant seagull. Yeah, laying uh, on the front porch. And she's like, ah, oh, poor thing. She said, probably couldn't see in the dark. And Melanie looks around. She goes, it's not dark, though. There's a full she, moon. Yeah, it's a full moon. So they should be able to see what it was doing. And it's weird because usually, like, awkward silence between two people in, in a moment like that is just kind of weird. Yeah. But they just kind of stare at each other for a second. Yeah, and it does the classic fade out. Yeah, but... Yeah. I'm going to say, like, for the whole movie, and I didn't notice it until you pointed it out, like, over halfway through the movie. Mm. There was no music. None. No suspenseful music at all. And that's what's funny. If you watch Psycho, there is it. And and I think Psycho came out before this because it was black and white. Yeah. Yeah, there was music in it. It's weird. suspenseful music and stuff. And I don't know if it's because he didn't want the music to drown out the birds. Maybe. And it very well may have been. Right. But... The fact that I didn't notice it because usually music mm-hmm. just kind of tunes you in. I mean, it tells you something about how his his directing is because it, right. it wasn't something that I liked until it was brought to my attention that there wasn't any. Right. Well, we cut to the next time, next day now that you see the birthday party going on. Well, Mitch and Melanie are walking up this little hill. Yep. And of course, he's got a little shot of like brandy. You know, he bring it up there and. The, and all they're doing now is just getting to know each other. Yep. They're just talking. And the only thing that I'm going to point out about this scene is he makes a comment about her mother. And she turns around and kind of starts getting defensive. And she's kind of getting teary-eyed. Yeah. And she says, my mother ran out on me 11, when I was 11 years old. Ran off with some guy. I can't remember what, he, what yeah, she said. Some kind of worker. Yeah. And she's like, now I think it's time to go back to the party. So as they're going down to the party, all of a sudden... We see Kathy got blindfold on. She's about to do the... Uh, is she doing pintail donkey? Or she, no, she's about to hit the pinata. She, I don't know. She's blindfolded. I don't remember what game they were playing. Uh, they were they doing, didn't get a chance to play. Well, all of a sudden, this is the first big attack. And I thought it... And me and you both were like, oh, snaps! Because, I mean, it starts pecking some... It came out of nowhere, too. Yeah, but the, the only thing that I, it took me out of the moment was they're all... I mean, it's, it's a chaos scene. And... And they even got a little girl face down on the ground, and it's just chewing on this little girl. But Kathy is running around with his blindfold. I, what's going on? Like, 
Like, did she just take somebody slapping her in the back of the head? She, what she even says, like, one of, one of the birds comes down and hits her in the head, one of the first ones. Yeah. And she's like, hey, no touching. So she thought somebody was touching her. But it's her, it killed me because all this chaos is going on. You're seeing blood on these people, and she's still running around with that blindfold on. That killed me, man. That was hilarious. So we got the first big attack of the, uh, the film. Yep. Well, after everything gets calmed down, now they're at... They're inside eating supper. And I, I thought this was played out pretty good, but this is one complaint I had about it. Some of the scenes, like this dinner scene, dragged. Mm-hmm. Kind of like the first hour of the movie. Right. I mean, it, it truly did. But I will say, yes, the first hour dragged, but it kept my attention enough to where because it was giving me enough story yeah. and it made me curious of what was going on. But after they get done eating... Um, Kathy even yeah Kathy even says something to Melanie about will you stay the night and you can tell Lydia don't like it mm -hmm. she don't like that at all and I, I don't know why the, I, I, I dig this um, Melanie looks down at the fireplace and sees one little bird that's all she sees and she goes uh, Mitch and as soon as she says it I, dude I'm, I'm gonna say what hundreds of birds these Can't, little birds the little uh, was it sparrows yeah yeah. Comes through the fireplace and starts attacking them in their house. And I, it was just, it, to me, it was a perfect setup. Because she did, she was just like, Mitch, boom, boom. attack. I like that. I, I really like that scene. And I wrote down, no music. I really thought the music could have really played a good part in that. And no screaming. Yeah, it was weird. And again, I don't know if they didn't want them to, to drown out the noise of the birds. Because that whole scene... Other than them talking a couple of times, mm -hmm. the the only thing you could hear is the birds. Right. The wings flapping, the chirping, and all that kind of stuff. Well, after the chaos is over, they've got the policeman there. and Why they would call the police for birds? Right. I mean, what's what's the cop going to do about some birds? And he don't even take them serious. Yeah, he's like, what do, you want me, like, what do you want me to do about birds? But the whole time the policeman is getting their story, Melanie is watching Lydia clean the mess. And she's doing it, like, very slow. She's picking all the, like... Yeah, the teacups up and all this. So I thought there was going to be more to that part. I, honestly, I thought she was like, "Do I need?" I don't know if she was like, "Should I bend down to help her and show her that I'm a helpful person?" Yeah, Should I show her that I'm independent and want, let her be independent, or you know what it is. Right. I don't know. It, it it almost was borderline awkward. Yeah, it was. Her just kind of watching her clean up and not helping. So later that day, Lydia goes to. Uh, Dan, where she buys the chicken feed from. Yep. And she pulls up at his house, and like I said, now Lydia is Mitch's mom. And she looks at one of the workers, she's like, where's Dan at? And they're like, oh, he's in the house. So she goes in, and nowhere to be found. Well, she goes to the back bedroom, and when she opens the door, she sees there's a few dead birds with blood all over them in his bedroom, and all she sees is his bloody feet laying there. Mm-hmm. She opens that door, and he's laying against the wall with both eyes ripped out of his sockets. It was the first shock scene I've had in that movie. Yes. And it was it looked awesome. Too. For it for it being 1963, I'm surprised they was able to show it. Yeah. I was like, holy crap, they look good, yeah. dude. Yeah. Once again, no screaming. She just... <gasps> and yes. takes off running. So in a very weird run. Yes. It was like really... And she don't even tell the worker what happened, what she saw. She just... Hey, because he even says, what's wrong? She just runs past him, gets in the truck, and takes off. Yep, she even left her purse. Yeah, she gets back at the house, and 
it's funny because she gets out, she's crying, and Melanie and Mitch run over there, and they both got her by the side, you know, by the side of the arm, and they're like, "What's wrong?" And she just pushes them away and takes off running. Doesn't tell nobody. So, I don't know. It's, um, I thought that was, to me, the effects were like spot on. Yeah. I, I don't think they could have done that any better. No, I mean, like I said, the only thing that that could have made a lot of these scenes any better is some suspenseful music. Right. Or some actual emotion from, again, finding a dead body. Right. You know. Well, this next one, Melanie goes in to check up on Lydia. She's laying in bed, and she says, uh, I brought you some tea. And she's distraught because she just, you know, seen Dan laying there, eyes missing and all that. This is a pretty long scene. Pretty much all she does is tell Melanie that she don't want to lose... um, Mitch, like she lost her husband four years ago, she can't be alone. That, that's but, her whole thing. She's afraid of, of Mitch finding somebody else and then leaving her and not being there all the time. Yeah, and she even tells Melanie, she's like, I don't even know if I like you yet. Yeah. And she's like, but does it matter? And she goes, yeah, it's going to matter to Mitch. Yeah. But she says it like four times. She says, do you think Kathy's okay at school? Mm-hmm. And, you know, Melanie keeps telling her, yeah, she should be good. Well, then finally, the last time she says it, she says, well, do you want me to go get her from school? And Lydia's like, I can't ask you to do that. She goes, I'll do it. It's no problem. She goes, you would do that? She goes, yes. And she makes the comment over and over, I wish I was stronger. Yeah. So, um, Melanie goes to the school to get Kathy. And you can hear the kids singing. Because she, once she gets up to the school, the kids are singing. She walks in and she sees Miss um, Hathaway. Or... Hayworth, I'm sorry, Hayworth. And she's leading the kids into this music. And she kind of like, I don't know, gives her a signal that, hey, I'm here to get Kathy. Yeah. And she tells her to wait a minute. So she goes out to have a smoke break. Uh, Melanie does. To me. One of the best shots of the whole movie. Yeah, go ahead. You too. She sits down and she's smoking the cigarette. She's just sitting on this little bench. And behind her, you can see the playground. It got like the jungle gym and monkey bars and all that kind of stuff. Well, then one crow comes in and mm-hmm. lands behind her. She doesn't notice it. Well, it shows, it just, basically it goes between shots of her and the bird. Right. And she's smoking a cigarette and she keeps looking back at the school and you can hear the kids singing, just constantly singing the same song over and over. Yeah. And it was a weird song. Um, but then it goes back to the jungle gym and then there's another bird. And then it cuts back to her again and goes back and there's like four or five more birds. Right. And then eventually it'll cut to her for a little bit longer and she keeps looking back at the school and then it goes to the jungle gym again and there's dozens, if not a hundred birds all together. And I love the shot. Oh, it was oh it looks so good. It some of these shots almost look like black and white. There was a couple times where I think it was black and white. Man, it, that 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 stuck out. That was unique. I like that. That was unique. That one of the last scenes, mm-hmm. uh, there's a shot of a couple of crows and it, it's in black and white. Yeah, like I said, I, I sat there and that's that's the first thing I was wondering. I was like, wait a minute. Yeah. But it's around black crows, so you can't really tell or whatever. Yeah. But she sees them and she knows, okay, something's up. So she goes back into the school and uh, Annie, which is Mrs. Hayworth, she opens the door. She's like, kids, we'll go out and do recess. And she comes into the door. Uh, Melanie, she's like, hey, shut that door. She's like, why? She goes, look. And she sees all of them on the playground, all the birds. Well, and I thought it was slick. Uh, Mrs. Hayworth says, children, Melanie wants to see how we do in a fire drill. Fire drill. 
And she's like, everybody, once you leave, stay calm, stay quiet, don't say a word. And when I tell y'all to run, and she was like, she even knew, she was like, if you live here, go straight home. If, you, if you're if you going here, make sure you get to the bus. I mean, she, she had everything organized. Yeah. This was my favorite scene of the movie. Because as soon as the kids get out, you hear the freaking birds. And it's the, I thought it was the kids screaming. And it yeah. wasn't. It was the sounds of the birds attacking. Man, the... I dug it. I liked this scene. I mean, but they were chewing these oh, kids yeah. and and uh, Melanie and Mrs. Hayworth up. And again, it, it it goes to the the directing of it because the kids did a good job, right? So I mean, I mean, there wasn't a whole lot of acting that you know just running around scared and stuff. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but the again, quote unquote CGI, right? The animation of the birds was I thought it was great. Right. You could tell. Like, today's age, the movies that we watch, you can tell that those were fake birds. Right, right. Today's movies you watch, and some of them's like, man, that looks real. Yeah, it did. I mean, you could tell that some of these were fake, you know, like the, it was just animated birds, or, or right. like a green screen, or something like that. Yeah. But it looked really good to be, what is that, almost 60 years old? Yeah. And when they when they finally do uh, what Melanie and Kathy does this little girl does fall down face first yeah and breaks her glasses and she starts screaming for Kathy yeah she gets and these birds are all bad Kathy grabs her and Melanie grabs Kathy and they all get in this car and they, and they watch the birds and it's funny because the birds don't just keep attacking they go away for a little bit yeah this next scene was one of the scenes that drug out to me it's the diner scene yeah and I'm not going into detail about this. All it is is the town folk are talking about there's this little old lady in there buying cigarettes from a vending machine. And she's talking about how there's no way these birds flock together and they attack. She's an expert on birds. And everybody's giving their opinion. One guy's like, it's the end of the world. And he's mm-hmm. quoting Bible scripture, you know. And just to make a long story short, they're all, some believe her, some don't. But she's trying to. Tell everybody, no, they attacked us to kill us. Yeah. And when they look out the window, like they're fixing to leave, all of a sudden you see a bird. You can hear the birds attacking already. There's a, a guy, he's, what would you call him? He's working at the gas station. Yeah, he's, he's pumping gas. Pumping gas. Well, he worked there. You can tell he worked there. Yeah. All of a sudden this bird hits him. He he gets knocked down. He drops the gas. Uh, the gas is still going. He drops mm-hmm. the hose, and it's just going down the street. Well, they're watching it, and it's leading to this guy's car that he he just left the diner, and it's right under the guy's car, and he's lighting a cigarette. And they open the window, and they're like, "Don't, don't throw the match down!" And he burned himself, and as soon as he dropped it, boom! And it looked good. You oh, could man. not tell it was a dummy. If it no. was, I don't know how they got it, but it looked good. It did look really good. Like I said, man, some of the 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 action part of it, the animation and stuff, man, they did a great job. Well, I know now. Like and the aerial shot was really cool. How it yeah. showed the car was on fire and it showed the fire going up the street to the gas station. And you can see like them spraying, like you can see the the fire hoses and yes. stuff actually spraying on the fire. But what I thought was really cool about that is they did this big aerial shot and they showed the fire and then these seagulls started coming in the cam- uh-huh. camera view and it's like we're coming. Yeah, it's like Jaws almost. Yeah, you know, dun, like, dun, dun, yeah. Dun, dun, dun. yeah, it looks really good. Uh, yeah, so. That once again, like I said, now it's picking up big time. Where it's like almost like every five, six minutes something's happening. Mm-hmm. Well, all the birds are attacking and 
what's his name? Mitch actually uh, runs over to the gas station to try to help out. The fire truck's there. The hoses are going nuts. And Melanie gets into the phone booth. Mm -hmm. And it's like the iconic. Right. The iconic scene. And the birds are just raising hell. They're hitting these the phone booth and they're almost about to get in they're breaking the glass of it mm -hmm. one guy even runs up and he's getting his face all cut up and he's trying to get in and she won't let him which i don't blame him yeah, heck no. so right before the birds get in mitch runs over to the phone booth grabs melanie and they go back in the diner and nobody's in the diner well they start to walk down you know or they're in the diner but they start walking across the room and they look down in this hallway i guess where the bathrooms are in the kitchen and it's all women Mm -hmm. And even the old lady, the one that was running her mouth, she was sitting there and she wouldn't even look. And this woman gets up who has two kids and she's like, we think you're evil. You brought this on us. She goes, nothing like this ever happened until you got into town. And she just starts screaming, you're evil. And she's looking directly into the camera, which always makes me feel awkward. Mm, yeah. It's kind of like Silence of the Lambs, how mm -hmm. Hannibal would look right in the camera. She starts screaming and freaking Melanie just rears back and slaps her across the face. Because it wasn't Melanie's fault, you know. So now he's like, we got to go get Kathy. Kathy's with Annie because, you know, they all split off. They go to Annie's house, and all of a sudden we just see a dead body in the front yard. And I even told you, I was like, man, don't tell me that's Annie laying there. Sure enough, there's Annie's dead body. They killed Annie, man. Yeah. And Kathy is in the window looking. Well, they finally get Kathy out, and Mitch takes his jacket off because he closes her eyes already. But he goes to lay the jacket over her face, and um, Melanie is sitting there holding Kathy, and she's like, oh, Mitch, you can't just leave her there. So Mitch picks her up, takes her in the house, and I'm guessing just lays her on the couch or something. This is the scene where in the, when they're in the car, uh, Kathy is hanging on to Melanie, and she's telling what happened, and she's like, the birds started attacking, and Annie pushed me in. And by the time she pushed me in, they were on top of her. And she told me, don't come back out. So she say, she died a hero. Yeah. And she said, they were just all on her. And, they, and the way she acted in that scene, man. man. Yeah, yeah, I'm kind of like you. I was borderline like chills. And I was like, dang, man, that was, that was a really good job. Now, here's another scene. It cuts to now. They're literally just sitting around. Yeah. No, no dialogue. Not really anything. Like, I know at one point, Kathy gets sick. It's later that night, you can tell. Yeah. Kathy gets sick. She goes and starts throwing up. Melanie's with her. The mom's not saying nothing. Mitch isn't saying anything. I mean, it's just, this was one of those parts where I felt like, I'm digging the movie, but man, you it really could have been an hour and a half movie. Oh, yeah. Easy. This scene right here was a, man, it just seemed like a drug out. Yeah. So, anyway, now the birds start attacking uh, Mitch's mom's house and to me this whole scene right here reminded me of a zombie movie because now they're putting boards up on the windows they're putting boards up on the door so these birds because I mean these birds are pecking so hard they're actually almost through the front door yeah like I said I mean I dug that part once the birds started going but the scene before that where they're just sitting around and they're waiting for it mm -hmm. uh, and once again the birds are attacking the house and nobody's screaming and no music yeah. So, excuse me. <clears throat> um, now, this was a shot that you even pointed out that I loved it, too. Finally, after all the chaos is going on, it's about a good six to eight minute scene. He goes, listen, the birds are leaving. And the camera is up close on 
uh, Mitch's mom, mm -hmm. and it and it never cuts. It just walks back to the living room, and then all of a sudden, Melanie appears in this shot. Yeah, and it's like an upward shot. Yeah, it's not even like a straight on shot. It's like they're getting a, they're getting more of the ceiling than they are of anybody. Right. But then it just kind of slowly pans back, and it it she gets smaller, and then it comes up on them, just like one continuous shot. And I don't know why that that camera shot stuck out to me, but it looked really. It good. did. It was so smooth too. And it, it honestly, it kind of reminded me of a lot of modern mm -hmm. movies where they do that and they're hearing something in the background mm -hmm. and they pan out like that so that like everybody's acknowledging the noise. Yeah, getting their reaction. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it, after that, after that, now you can tell time has passed because everybody's asleep. Mm -hmm. Well, Melanie hears a noise and she even looks over. And she's like, "Mitch." She tries to wake Mitch up, but she don't want to wake everybody up. So she gets the flashlight and. You know, of course, it's the dramatic scene. She's going upstairs, and they're taking forever for her to get upstairs. Yeah. She finally gets upstairs. Everybody else is asleep downstairs. She opens this door, and she looks up, and there's a huge hole in the ceiling, and hundreds of birds are in this uh, room, and they all just start attacking her. Well, when they attack her, they push her, and it shuts the door uh, closed behind her. Mm -hmm. Man, I was gonna get, I was getting mad. I thought they were fixing to kill her. I thought she was dead, dude. They, and, and it looked good. It was cutting her up, biting her. I mean, everything in this scene right here looked good. But I was just like, gosh, dang it. They're fixing the killer mm -hmm. off. She would try to open the door. And when they would start attacking, they would close it again. Well, as she's falling, she's sliding down the door. I can hear her. She says something like, get Kathy out. Keep Kathy safe or yeah. something. Well, Mitch, you can hear Mitch on the outside. And he's like, Melanie, Melanie. And I thought this is how it was going to end it. He's trying to open the door, but her body's in front of the door. And I thought, oh, crap. That's gonna, right. She's going to die. Yeah, she's going to die, and they can't get in to save her. Well, eventually, Mitch and uh, Mitch's mom is up there. They're able to open the door, and they drag her body out. They take her downstairs and lay her on the couch. And he says, we got to get her to a hospital. Mm -hmm. she's, she can't stay like this. And they're cleaning up all of her cuts and bites. Well, she wakes up, and she starts attacking him. And he's like, no, 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 it's okay, it's okay. And you can tell that it traumatized her, like, big time. You know what I'm saying? Bad. So. She goes he, almost catatonic. Yeah. It's like, just kind of staring straight off. And Well, Mitch finally says, he tells his mom, he goes, we got to take a chance. We got to get out of this town and get her to a hospital. So he goes out, opens the front door, and there is, once again, hundreds of birds. Thousands. Around. And they're all calm. Now, he may, when he starts walking, a couple of them, you know, snip at his ankles. Yeah. But nothing real big. He makes it all the way. He tells them, y'all get ready. You know, they're getting their coats on and all that. Mm -hmm. He goes into the garage. He fires her car up. And he rolls up to the front door. Well, he goes in. And you said it. You were like, she's going to flip soon as she sees these oh, birds. Oh, yeah. He goes in. And the and Mitch's mom has got her by the left side. He's got her by the right. And as soon as they open the front door, she goes, no, no. no. <laughs> and, and he goes, shh, shh, it's okay. It's okay. So they get Melanie into the back seat of the car. And then... Um, uh, Kathy is in the front door. She's like, Mitch, can I take the lovebirds? And he's like, hurry up and grab them. And he says, you stay there, I'll come get you. He gets her, puts her in the front seat. And I did like this scene right here. He gets in the front seat, and we now we know Melanie didn't really have a mom because mm -hmm. her mom left. Yeah. Mitch's mom is holding Melanie. And they look at each other, and they both smile. Yeah, so it was they, like she finally had that motherly love, and they kind of embrace in a way. And it was, yeah. it was, it was almost like a motherly embrace. And he fires the car up. He takes off down the driveway, and then once he makes it out of the driveway, he hauls butt. 
the camera shot is showing from the porch all these birds, and you can see the car leaving in the background. And it's such a good shot. Yes. Man. A beautiful shot. Oh, it's awesome. And then it's off. And no explanation. No explanation, baby. I don't know who was the guy. What was his name? The screenwriter? What's his know. name? I don't no. Know. Don't remind me again. Evan? Was that what it was? Yeah, I'm going to look it up because me and you, sir. Um, he's, he's dead. Yeah, I, yeah, I know. He, we, we got to talk, man. But, yes, no explanation on why the birds attacked, what started it. But, you know, it's the mystery. Now, it's Daphne Dumara is the from a story like it's from the story by yeah yeah okay so i don't know if it's her fault or not um either you definitely did a screenplay or evan we we gotta have a chat because <laughs> i need some explanations as to why these birds went loco right and maybe that's the way they wanted to keep it it, it reminded me of the happening uh, like the it birds. was a lot better than the happening no, i'll agree yeah. yeah but at least on the happening we've got an explanation so I knew it was just going to cut off as soon as it showed that shot. So that being said, you know, that's pretty much the entire movie. Randy, what do you think? I liked the movie. I would have liked it better had it had music mm -hmm. and it was only an hour and a half long. Um, because like you said, there were a lot of scenes that were just drawn out. And you don't even get the suspense factor from the scenes that were drawn out because there wasn't any music to back the suspense. Right, right. I'll, go, I'll give my review real quick. Right. Or not my, my scoring. The pulling scale. Pulling scale. I, I did enjoy the movie, but yes, it, it was too long and it drug out in some scenes. Um, but I, like I said, it's it's a classic. I will give it a... Let me think here. <clears throat> I'm going to give it a thumbs in the middle. Okay. Um, and with thumbs in the middle, you can go either way with it. I recommend it be a one-time watch. Just so you can say, hey, i seen a classic. Yeah. Because it, it did. It really looked good for being... I appreciated how much work was put in it for it being 1963. Oh, yeah. So, would I watch it again? Maybe if somebody else wanted to watch it. Yeah. You know, or like, hey. But me personally, I give it a thumbs in the middle. I do recommend you to watch it a one-timer. And I'm gonna score it a C plus. Okay. So I I think we're close. Okay. I'm actually gonna go ahead and give it a thumbs up. Okay. Because once it picked up, it picked up and stayed up. Right. Um. The, and the reason I'm giving it the thumbs up is because a lot of the stuff from the beginning, while yeah, it was kind of hard to get into, or it's kind of hard, it was backstory. Right. For you know the relationship. Mm -hmm. If you've never seen the movie, never heard of it before. The first hour of the movie would seem like a love story. Right, right. But it um they did keep dropping subtle hints. Yeah. You know, in the you know, the very beginning it was in the bird store and all this kind of stuff. Right. Uh so I'm gonna give it a thumbs up. I did enjoy it a whole lot. Um I enjoyed it even more whenever everything started to pick up. Um and I'm gonna give it a B. A B. I'm gonna give it a B. I would have scored it higher if the if just some of the if it, if the movie would have been shorter. Yeah. It'd have been a thumbs up. Yeah, but I, I I'll say it's a solid B for me. Right on. Because it wasn't it wasn't bad at all. Well, we hope you enjoyed this episode of Small Town Horror with Johnny and Randy, and this was the Birds. And join us next week as we review Alfred Hitchcock's 
rear window. Yeah, it should be a good one. Yes. Even though it's just a man watching, looking out a window. Right on. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, uh, with that being said, just remember, guys, always stay scared. Stay spooky. <laughs>